Inherently Happy, Episode 256, Mood Exercises, Round the Mood Wheel. We begin, as always, with the happy creed. We believe in happy, in balance and growth, of being mindful and grateful, compassionate and understanding. Yowza ha ha, my happy friends. We're going to do a little exercise, a mood exercise. This utilizes the mood wheel as found on hahahappy.org. That's H-A-H-A-H-A-P-P-Y dot O-R-G. Hahahappy.org. If you don't have easy access, then I shall describe it as I go. Like a color wheel of pigment that shows the various hues in a circle, the mood wheel does the same but with mood. So instead of the three primary colors and the three secondary colors, we have the three primary moods and the three secondary moods. The primary moods, as described by me, being glad, mad, and sad, or yellow, red, and blue, respectively. And the secondary moods being hope, fear, and guilt, or orange, purple, and green, respectively. And also, like a traditional color wheel, they are combined in similar ways. Just like how pigments of yellow and red make orange, the moods of glad and mad make hope. The theory being that hope is equal parts glad enthusiasm and mad conflict. Because when you hope for something, it's like you're saying to yourself that something not only could be, but darn it, should be. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. But also, like with color, it can be thought of as a spectrum, so that each person's hope may look slightly different, and even each instance of hope within the same person may look slightly different as well. To round out the moods and their combinations, fear is mad conflict plus sad introspection, because there is both concern and frenzy in fear. And guilt is sad introspection plus glad enthusiasm because you want to enjoy something, but you feel as if you shouldn't. The moods are not good or bad in and of themselves, but that they can be used as such, depending on the user. So the best defense against poor mood choices is familiarizing yourself with your own moods. What do you mean, my own moods? Of course I know my own moods. You may very well say. So call it a refresher. Something to put up on the fridge for all to see. So we'll start with hope and go clockwise. Glad's at the top and hope is to the right in the two o'clock position. And after you go through them all, you can start again and give different answers each time and really map out your moods. Ask yourself these questions. For hope, in this case, what's something I hope for? Can be anything. I hope for focus. I have it right now, but I don't always. I'd like to keep it more consistent. I hope that I can. But I also know that I have to do more than merely hope. I have to plan and take action too. Hope is just the mood, the mindset. The work must still come from me. Next on the wheel is mad. What's something that makes me mad? Gosh, lots of things. Mean people, tops the list, of course. 
But if I had to pick something else, I'd say people who make more work for me because they're terrible at their jobs because they don't care. It's a choice they make to make me clean up after them. And I find it frustrating in the extreme. But that mood of mine in that particular case is serving me in no way. I am not challenging them to a bout of fisticuffs. So in that instance, my mood choice is ill-advised and unproductive. If I wanted to use mad for social change and or righteous indignation, then that might fly. Next is fear. What is something I fear? I used to say the dark, but I like the dark now. I might say direct sunlight. I go outside so infrequently. But, and I am very averse to sunburn, but fear, I don't fear the sun. What do I fear? I guess I'm afraid that I won't be able to help someone who really needs it. And I don't mean help in a medical sense. I'm just a friendly guy reminding people to look after themselves. Put on a hat, a scarf. It's cold outside in this big bad world. But maybe there's someone out there right now who's hurting something awful. And they just want the hurting to end. Because they don't think it will on its own. And the truth is, it might not go away on its own. They might actually have to take action, but not a final bow. The show's not over yet. The next act's just about to start, but you have to write it yourself. You have to put in the work to change either your circumstance or yourself. If I get cut off by a road hog, I could blame myself for not spotting him sooner or vow revenge to regain my good name or I can or I can say someone's in a hurry and go back to my book on tape I change my outlook I change the outcome next up is sad what's something I'm sad about you might think I'd say being living alone but I fill the time with writing and that to me at least seems full I also like being around people, but pretty soon, when I am for a while, my mind starts to drift, and I find myself working on story ideas, and then I just want to jot them down real quick, and then I want to develop them further, maybe do a little research, and before you know it, I want to get back to writing. So no, being alone doesn't make me sad. Not having any alone time, maybe. But no, that actually just makes me mad. When others are sad, that can make me sad. I always had to be cautious in my house growing up because my family could be set off very easily. So I got to be good at reading people's moods. So the thing that makes me sad is when someone else is sad. I feel so bad for them. I want to cry. That's even true when I watch a sad movie. The thing that happened can be sad, but until I see how sad the characters are, it doesn't really hit me. And then it kills me. This is why I try to cheer people up. Or if they don't much feel like being cheered up, I give them some perspective or 
just give them some space. I might talk about the good times, the impact another person's life can have on us and how it can stay with us. And maybe ask them what they believe happens after we die. But that can backfire, so tread carefully. Be ready to change the subject. Some people get very serious about some things. Just like how some people don't like jokes at funerals, it turns out. I try to bring joy and perspective into my own life as well. And when I can't, I get sad. But I don't let it linger. The next is guilt. What is something I feel guilty about? That's easy. I feel guilty every time I let my bad mood out on other people. I'm sorry. I hate mean people. But what I really hate is being mean people. And so I have to try to work through my moods so I don't overwhelm myself out in the world and lash out at others who are just trying to get through the world too, no matter how ineptly. And then there's glad. What is something I am glad about? I'm glad that I am still fascinated by the world and all the people in it. The nice ones and the not so nice ones. People are people. But still, I encourage the not so nice ones to be more like the nice ones. I'm glad I recently realized how easily peanut butter mixes with yogurt. Because now, I can always have peanut butter infused yogurt around. It's lighter and a lot less sticky. Great for a snack or with some oatmeal and chocolate almond milk. Maybe some granola and some cut up bits of apple. You can be glad about anything you want. A hairdo, a car, a report card, a trophy, a new friend. But just because you run out of peanut butter infused yogurt doesn't mean that you can never be glad again. You can also be glad about warm socks on a cold night or a cool drink on a hot day or the funny way lizards scamper up a wall or how squirrels use their tails to both dodge and or communicate. And I hope this has been helpful. Ha ha, yowza.